Yo, what is up, everybody? And welcome to episode 22 of Excuse the Miamians. And happy birthday to my nephew, Danny. Today is his birthday. And it is September 15, 2023. So it's going to be a good episode, I think. We are going to be going through and doing a little prediction on the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots week two of the 2023 NFL season. There's a lot of things to look forward to. And I'm really, really excited. The Dolphins had such a great, great game last week. But one of the things that pointed out to us was how bad our defense played. I know that Vic Vangio, it's a brand new system that everybody has to get learning. But our D-line did not play good. We gave up way too many rushing yards. And we just want to see how that's going to happen. The Patriots, they're entering today 0-1 in the season. But they almost beat the Eagles. So... The Eagles are pretty good. They actually played last night. And if you did watch the Thursday night football game, I was sleeping in the first quarter. I was like, man, this is it's a little boring. It did pick up later, but let's see how the Dolphins end up playing the Patriots because you already know that I, I, I'm pretty sure that you're not Bill Belichick is going to find a better way to contain Tua than the Chargers did. And that's coming from the fact that the Chargers, you know, one of the play, you know, their coach came from the Vic Fangio tree. So that's a defensive court, you know, a defensive coach. They could not stop anything that the Dolphins were doing. Obviously, it's nice to know that we have great, great weapons in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. But man, Tyreek had one hell of a game last week. So anyway, it's going to be a good game. Let's see what's going to happen. I'll break down every single thing, including the injury report. So let's go over it. The New England Patriots have a bunch of players on their injury report. And mostly everybody there is from their offensive line. So that's a, that's a good sign for the Dolphins. I mean, that means you got to attack Mac Jones like crazy. So we're going to go over it. We got Trent Brown, offensive tackle. He was he was out with a concussion, and he did not practice on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, so another guard had a concussion, did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. And now pretty much everybody else was limited practice on Wednesday and Thursday. I'll be reading the names. We have center David Andrews. He was limited. Kayshawn Bote, I think, wide receiver, limited practice. Mike uh, Onwenu, limited practice. Devontae Parker, limited practice. Cole, uh, Cole Strange, limited practice. Nathan Jones, limited practice. We've already, right there, I named four players, actually five that are guards. You have Cole Strange, guard, Onwenu, David Andrews, So, and Brown. That is an entire line, pretty much. And the fact that everybody was out that's a big deal. That is a very big deal. And Dolphins are going to want to take advantage of that. We're going to go with the Dolphins. One of the things that really did scare me uh, was Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert, you know, at the I think it was last week on, I think it was on Tuesday. They were saying that he was pretty injured. And in, going into yesterday's injury report, we have some good news. So I'll just say everybody. But we had Teron Armstead, limited practice on Thursday. Elijah Campbell, limited practice on Thursday. Julian Hill, limited practice on Thursday. Now, everybody else that I'm about to read was a full participant. You have Devon Achin, Xavier Howard, Brandon Jones, Raheem Mostert, Jalen Waddle, and Connor Williams. Everybody was a full participant. This is perfect. And obviously, you know that Jalen Waddle was you know, dealing with oblique injury during the preseason. That looks like it's finally healthy. 
I get the fact why they put Xavier Howard there, Brandon Jones, and everybody else. But Raheem Mostert was the one that got me the most worried because you want to solidify the you know your running game. We did not do that last week, and maybe that could be the reason why the Dolphins stopped running the ball against the Chargers. But another big name that is here is Teron Armstead. Everybody knows that he is our best offensive tackle, and the fact that Tua did not get sacked last game is pretty impressive. We've always dealt with a lot of offensive tackle problems, and the fact that Tua did not get hit once. Well, he got hit, but not you know not sacked. It's a perfect thing. So let me tell you, on, on Wednesday, Teron Armstead was a limited participant. He had a red jersey, and if you don't know what a red jersey means, that means you are non-contact participant. You cannot be... You know, you cannot uh, be tackled or whatever. And then on Thursday, he was playing with a regular jersey. So he was playing a real regular practice. Obviously, it's limited, but he was pretty much participating without the jersey. So what does this mean? Does this mean that the Dolphins should go out and throw Teron Armstead already into the NFL season? Or should we give him a break? I, for one, might just have him on the bench. Let him get another week of rest. He can probably suit up. But do you really want to throw Teron Armstead already in there just going into an NFL game without really having a preseason? I know that he doesn't have to practice because let's be real here. Last year, he didn't practice. He didn't need to. He would always show up as non-participant, but he would just go into the game and start playing. I think he's the only player that he can go in and not practice. But do you want him to be healthier? Do you want him to go into a week, you know, a week three fully ready to play against the Broncos? I think so. I mean, if we're if if the Dolphins ended up not allowing one sack to Tua, I think it's worth just giving him a a rest day. But we'll see what happens. It is better to have Teron Armstead. He is the captain of the offensive line. So let's see what Mike McDaniel decides to do. But last week the Patriots they ended up losing to the Eagles twenty to twenty five, and they're zero one in the season. But I'll tell you the truth: the Patriots did not have a bad game at all. Now, I know Mac Jones threw an interception and it turned into a pick six, but it was during bad weather. It was raining. It was pretty bad. And he threw that pick six in the first quarter. So we'll look at it. The Philadelphia Eagles won the first quarter 16-0. The Patriots ended up winning the second one 14-0. And then the Eagles, they scored three in the third, none for the Patriots. In the fourth, they they both scored six. The score, 25-20. Now, the thing about this game was, excuse me, that the Patriots almost won. And they were on the offensive, you know, they were moving at the end of the game. Couple seconds left. Mac Jones, fourth down. He throws a ball to a player and the guy catches the ball, but he didn't have two feet inbound. If he had two feet inbound, this could have gone into a game where there was a little bit of time left, you don't think the Eagles were going to pretty much march down the field and score another touchdown with 10 seconds left. So if they would have caught that ball, I think the Patriots would have scored a touchdown and that we could have been looking at a 1-0-1-0 matchup. It's going to be a little tough. It really is. I, I, I see it as a tough game. It is a divisional game against the Dolphins. You know this is a rivalry. So, I mean... I know that maybe people might be like, oh, the Patriots rivalry. That's not a rivalry. Well, I consider anybody who's in the AFC East a rival. You only play, you have to, you know, solidify yourself in that top spot. And you got to beat, you know, whoever's in your division to be able to do that. Patriots right now, if they lose, they're 0-2. Dolphins are 2-0. The Bills could be 1-1. The Jets could be 1-1. And the Dolphins are fine. You know, they could be up by themselves at the AFC East. 
you want this to happen. And I know it's really early in the season for me to say, oh, Dolphins are in first place in the AFC East. But as I said, you want to be able to have a game up on every single team. It doesn't matter if it's early in the season. The more winning you do now, the better it is. And especially when you're playing a divisional rival. You already know that, that you know, in the end of the season, you're 12 and 5 or 12 and 5. It goes by the divisional record. That's what you want. You want to have a good one. So let's see the stats. Mac Jones had a pretty decent game. He threw uh, 54. He was 35 for 54, 316 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. I did say that that interception was a pick six, but he had a pretty decent game. And you're just wondering, can the Dolphins defense do enough to stop Mac Jones? I, for one, don't think Mac Jones is a huge threat. I'll never forget that there was this Patriots, you know, guy on the radio that came out and he said that he's better than Tua. And in my mind, I just couldn't believe what he had said. I think that Omar Kelly was there and he was like, what is this guy talking about? I don't think that Mac Jones has the has the talent that, you know, Tua has at all. I don't think that he's as accurate. I don't think that there's anybody that's as accurate as Tua in the league. And I know what people might say. Maybe he doesn't throw the deep ball perfectly, but if you look at it, Salty Tua came out this week and he said, I don't care about what people think. 466 yards is 466 yards. So he doesn't care what people think about him. Tua could throw the deep ball perfect. Okay. I know it's a huge issue that everybody always brings up. Oh, can Tua, Tua do this? Can Tua do that? He showed it to you the first game. But you already know we need to stop Mac Jones. We already know they're a big offseason signing. Jalen, you know, Ramsey's injured. Can we stop them? Can we stop the throw? I think we can. I think we can limit Mac Jones. I also do think that the Patriots are going to be running the ball a lot more because we have the worst running in the league right now. I know that it was only one game, but they're going to want to rush the ball. Ezekiel Elliott, seven carries, 29 yards, zero touchdowns last week against the Eagles. They had Stevenson, 12 carries, 25 yards, zero touchdowns. Mac Jones, two carries, 15 yards. T.Y. Montgomery, one carry, seven yards. That's the, it's going to worry me. You know Ezekiel Elliott, he's going to want to have a bounce back game. It's going to be because he gave up a fumble. The, the Patriots were not that good on the rushing last week. Dolphins need to try and stop that. And I know that maybe it was just bad weather. Ball was wet. Pig skin is not, you know, you can tell Tua str- struggled with that uh, last year. Players, I mean, in general, are going to struggle when the ball is wet. But they're going to rush. And you know it. And then they're receiving... They had Bourne for six receptions, 64 yards. Stevenson, six receptions for 64 yards. Henry, five receptions for 56 yards. Douglas, four for 40. And then you have Mike Gusecki. He got three receptions for 36 yards. Juju, one of their big offseason signings for the wide receiver. He only got four, uh, four catches, 33 yards. Ezekiel Elliott, five carries for 14. It's going to be tough. It really is. You know that Juju, you're going to have to maintain him. But with the, the name that I want you to take a look for is Mike Gesecki. <clears throat> I think that they're going to want to try to get him going. I think Mike Gesecki is a great receiver. He's a great tight end. The only thing he couldn't do for the Dolphins was block. That's why we didn't have him there. We obviously have Durham Smythe over him now. But Durham Smythe, he's been doing what, what the Dolphins have asked. And just block, block, try to get open every once in a while. And I get it. That's why Mike Gesecki was not there. But we cannot afford to have Mike Gesecki or Mac Jones hitting the gritty on us, okay? We cannot. I loved it last year when Mike Gesecki was on our team hitting the gritty, but he is not here no more. We cannot allow that. If we do, it's, 
It's going to make, you know, it's going to make every Dolphins fan cry. It really is because I don't want to see it. Let's talk about the Dolphins defense. It's, it, it's, it, it didn't look good. I know Vic Vangio, first time he's in, you know, Dolphins, new scheme. But we have a great, great defensive line, okay? Bradley Chubb, please show up. I know that you're, you're making the big bucks, but you have not done a lot in a Dolphins uniform at all. I expect Jalen Phillips to feast. This has to be his season. He has to show up. We know you can do it. Christian Wilkins, he did not have a good game last week. He will show up. It's the Patriots. I cannot wait for him to play against the Bills. Okay. The scheme of Vic Vangio, he ended up saying, you know, that game was on me. I hope that he actually, instead of being up there in the booth, I hope he's in the, you know, he's downstairs in the game. We need him. Okay. We need him to be out there telling the players what to do, how to do it. Dolphins, they gave up 233 yards to the Chargers. We cannot allow that again. You know that this guy is going to want to run it down the gut and Dolphins need to stop it. We really do. And Mac Jones, we cannot allow him to have a good game. Dolphins offense. There's no way that anybody's going to stop Tyreek Kill. So the thing about it is how are they going to run up? Are they going to put two people on Tyreek Kill? Are they going to try to contain him? Are they going to be trying to play the zone? If we already know one thing about the Dolphins, they started struggling last year when they were crowding up the middle of the field. Tua, you got to show him that you can throw outside the numbers. You have to. And I know you did it last game. I know you hit a couple deep balls. I know you threw a couple, you know, you ran out of the pocket. You hit passes to the left and to the right. But you need to show it more often. You want to know why? Because you already know that Bill Belichick is 0-4 against you. You're going to know that he's going to want to beat you finally. The Dolphins need to win. They're going to crowd the middle of the field. How is Tyree Kill going to manage having two people on him? Maybe Jalen Waddle will end up getting a lot more open. Remember, yesterday, I mean, last week, we had Jalen Waddle only catching four, uh, four balls, but he ran for 78. So catching the ball and then you just got a bunch of yak is perfect. Yards after carry, by the way. I mean, yards after catch. So you know Jalen Waddle is going to be a lot more open. If they're going to want a one-on-one -on -one -on -one or put two bodies on Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle has to show up, and I know he will because Waddle's Waddle, man. We have, to, we have to have him hitting the Waddle to next game. Durham Smythe is going to get open. Braxton Berrios is going to get open. River Craycraft is going to get open. Raheem Mostert is going to get open. All these things is going You already know Tua is going to find somebody, and he's one of the players that has been the best in the pocket since he was playing in the league. We already know that he's going to do this. He's going to show up, and he has to. So what are my predictions? I do think the Dolphins are going to end up winning this game. I don't want to get cocky here, but I do think the Dolphins are going to win by over 10 points. If the Dolphins end up losing, it's going to be a huge upset. Bill Belichick, he's going to have a better scheme than the Chargers did, that's for sure. The Dolphins are not, you know, the Patriots are not going to allow the Dolphins to throw all over the place. And I do hope that Mike McDaniel runs the ball more with Raheem Mostert. Last week, we saw Raheem starting the game, getting about five carries, and then we didn't see him for the rest of the game until, actually, he, did, he didn't play almost the rest of the game. We didn't run the ball. That is why Tua threw 45 times for 466 yards. In my eyes, that was the best game that I've, well, not the best game, but probably top three in Tua's performance. My favorite is probably against the Ravens. I know I spoke about it last episode, but we need to run the ball more. We have a good running team. And could the Dolphins 
just try to solidify themselves, have the Patriots guessing, that'll be perfect. Because if they're running and they put two or three, you know, two in, or playing zone, the Dolphins need to take advantage of that, run the ball, and you could probably start averaging a lot more yards. Tua, you're going to have a great game. Just don't turn over the ball. Don't try to force it. I think last week, one of my favorite possessions when it was, was when Tua was rolling out to the right, I mean, to the left of the field, and he saw he had no play. He threw the ball on the floor. And let me just tell you, that is a beautiful sign. The fact that Tua said, screw it, there's nobody here, threw it down to the floor is amazing. You want to know why? Because every single time Tua has gotten injured, it's because he ends up trying to force the ball or he holds on to the ball too long. And we've already seen this. In Alabama, when he held the ball, he broke his hip because he was holding it. He did not find anybody. He tried to make a play, tried to do it. Last year, he got his concussions because he was holding on to the ball instead of throwing it away. It's a good sign that Tua's actually throwing this ball away. And you have to be good. I mean, any quarterback that is doing that, they're starting to, you know, mature. Because if you look at it, Josh Allen in week one, he did not throw the ball away. He tried to always go and rush into defenders, and this guy got bodied, okay? Tua cannot deserve, you know, he cannot afford to take any hits. So the fact that he's develop, developing his game, maturing, is beautiful. Let's try to see how this game plays out. As I said, I do think the Dolphins will win by 10 points, not to get cocky. But another thing, in the NFL, their preview, I think they have out of 8 or 10 people, only 2 people think that the Patriots are going to win. Everybody else is a Dolphin. So is that a good sign? We'll see. One of the worst things I will say, we are playing on Sunday Night Football. And for some reason, Dolphins always play pretty poorly in Sunday Night Football or any game that goes televised to national television. Hopefully, that is not the case. Hopefully, we have a great game. And hopefully, Mike McDaniel has a good offensive game. Vic Vangio, though, baby, we need you. We need you, all right? I get you. Fangs up, but we need you. Have a good day, everybody. Let me know what your scores are. I will put down a comment for everybody in the Spotify. If you guys do want, please follow my TikTok, follow my Instagram. It's at Excuse the Miamians. Do appreciate that. If you are following the podcast, share the podcast, guys. You already know we need more people out here in the Excuse the Miamians podcast listening and tuning in. I appreciate it. All the work that I, you know, I appreciate every single thing that everybody's told me about my podcast, even if it's my own family members telling me things to improve. Any, you know, criticism is great. So thank you so much for that. If you guys do want to follow the, if you guys do want to follow or subscribe to the, to the website go to my go to my uh, twitter at love miami sports and there you'll see the link tree in the bio press it you'll find the website scroll all the way down put your email and subscribe it is free you'll be notified any single time that i post up a brand new article so thank you guys so much for that and anyway hope you guys have a fantastic day and once again happy birthday to my nephew danny i'll see you guys most likely tomorrow for the inter miami game have a good one